But first, I want us to uh, get some expectations from business for the State of the Nation address. The CEO um, and Business Leadership uh, South Africa uh, is Busi Mavuso, is joining us on the line. Uh, Sis Mavuso, thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning. Clement, good morning, and thank you very much for inviting me. As business, what are you expecting to hear from the president as he delivers the last State of the Nation address for the sixth administration? Yeah. So, Clement, a huge feature you would remember of 2023 for business was that a whole lot of companies in their annual results presentations were talking about how difficult and continuously uh, uh, the deteriorating trading environment is actually affecting them. You know, a lot of them were actually reporting uh, losses, you know, uh, decline in profits. And that difficulty was actually confirmed in the medium-term policy uh, budget statement with tax revenue falling uh, short of the amounts that were initially budgeted, resulting in a budget deficit of about 4.9%. And if you look at what the biggest contributor was to the tax revenue falling, it was the revenue in corporate income tax that was actually declining, meaning that, you know, uh, the issue of businesses uh, taking a hit in as far as their revenue and their profits was actually a real thing and it did affect the, the fiscal. So what we're really expecting from a business perspective is that the focus needs to be on the interventions to be agently implemented as well as accelerated to fix the deterioration of the trading environment, which is as a result of the failing network industries. This is important because remember, we are also depending on the 5 trillion rand investment, which was the president's target, to come into the country to help us grow our economy so that we can deal with the issue of unemployment. But you can't get yeah. companies coming through and investing, Clement, when you don't have a, a conducive trading environment. I don't know if you remember the CEO of VW Passenger Cars, Thomas Schaefer, last year coming out, you know, saying that uh, they have to at some point ask themselves the question as VW as to whether it makes sense to continue uh, producing mm. cars in South mm. Africa, you know, if the environment is going to continue uh, being what it is. So we really think that that is going to be important. Last year, the president promised and improved ESCOM uh, as operations. You know, there is progress, but it remains, it remains frustrating and slow. And it's far from the target that we'd like to see. The EAF is still hovering in the 50s, and we still are hit with load shedding. At least we have an experience stage six. Uh, thanks to the business government collaboration where business has sent its engineers to ESCOM to make sure that we can fix a whole lot of the problems that we're experiencing. So we need to therefore make sure that we complete the restructuring of ESCOM to set up an independent grid operator to allow for, for an open, uh, open electricity market and to drive the increased investment into the grid. We're hoping that the president will talk to that. Uh, and uh, the issue of transnet, uh, uh, Clement, the IMF has actually come out to say that uh, we are worried about the growing impact of the crisis of transnet and the impact of it on the economy. And as a result, they've halved our economic growth forecast from 1.8% to 1%. If you listen to what came out of the mining in Daba this entire week, they are talking about how the mining sector has actually impacted the industry. And they are talking about having lost about 50 billion rands, you know, of revenue due to transnet failure mm. and dysfunction. So the president needs to talk to that. You know, there is a logistics and freight roadmap that was approved by cabinet last year. And I really think that 
we need to look at what implementation of that is going to look like. He needs to put timelines and ensure that all parties, including Transnet or Transnet in particular, are aligned in making sure that this thing can be implemented. Because you know we put beautiful plans as a country, but when it comes to implementation, we are either slow or we either forget about the promises that we have made and the plans that we have put together. So he needs to commit to that. You know, Treasury last year, you remember, came out with a 47 billion rent lifeline, you know, for Transnet. We need to know, you know, if Transnet is actually going to utilize that meaningfully and make sure that Transnet can turn the corner, you know, as it were. But of course, Clement, it's also an election year. There is always going to be political rhetoric and political pressure for populism. And I really feel that the national in, uh, national health insurance is one example of populism of a practicality that we're actually going to see the president come out with. Last week, he already said that he's going to sign this thing into law before the election, which would be very irresponsible on his part, because it really doesn't make sense uh, to put an unworkable law on the books and you think that it is an achievement. It's not going to be an achievement. Instead, it's actually going to put a lot of pressure on the system. Remember, the Minister of Health actually spoke about government needing 200 billion rand first to fix the hospital infrastructure before any form of NHI can be implemented. Treasury has already said we don't have money for this thing. We know that there is no implementation plan because implementing this thing is going to be impossible. So we really hope that the president is actually not going to succumb to the pressure, you know, and, and, and really drive populism over what is practical by putting the NHI, you know, into the books. We have already come out as business for South Africa and, and, and Busa to say that we are actually going to be willing, uh, we are ready to take the president and the government to court if they go ahead, you know, uh, uh, um, with, with, with this nonsensical signing of the NHI into, into law. So um, uh, um, uh, we're hoping that there isn't going to be any pressure and there's going to be no talk of the public sector wage bill uh, uh, being increased any more than what it is. And uh, we're hoping that the uh, 350 unemployment grant uh, is actually not going to be extended any further and that there's not going to be any more people that are going to be added into that because we know as a country that we cannot afford that. So I think those are the big ticket items that business, mm-hmm. that investors, that the international community are going to be looking at, you know, as a signaling exercise as to whether we are okay. serious about some of the promises we've made. I mean, that, that social relief grant, Sisbusi, um, uh, is quite significant for some people who need bread on the table. Um, there are many South Africans, you know about the high levels of unemployment. And I know 350 can be nothing uh, to most people. But those who need it the most, who don't have anything to eat tonight, that means something to them. So when you stop that, aren't you pushing further the unemployed people into anguish and into deeper levels of poverty by taking away something that has managed to at least help in that little that it could. The reality is that you can't stop it. If you stop that thing, you are going to create anarchy. We are not talking about stopping it, but continuing to increase is not going to make sense. Clement, we are currently sitting in a country that borrows 2 billion rand every day just to balance the books. We are not borrowing 2 billion rand a day to put into productive assets or to put into interventions that will make sure that those 18 million people who are benefiting from the 350 and other social grant schemes can actually get into meaningful jobs. We are borrowing 
2 billion rand just to balance the books. So we are saying, can we tilt the focus? Can the focus be on sustainable interventions that will grow the economy? You know, in growing the economy, you can then deal with the 60-odd percent youth unemployment because giving these people, and I think 350, as you're saying, is not much, but it does help those poor people. I don't think that these yeah. kids have gone to school to actually end 350 unemployment class. They've gone to school so that they can meaningfully participate in the economy. So the focus of the state of the nation address, therefore, needs to be to look at how do we make sure that the majority of the citizens of this country who are sitting at, in the ages of what, 24 and 30 or 24 and 40, which is the youth, you know, can be meaningfully absorbed into participating in the economic mainstream because you cannot make this country a welfare country. Whether we like it or not, Clement, we cannot afford it, you know, and it's not something that is actually feasible. You know, it's not actually going to work because 350 soon is not going to be enough. They are going to demand 500. They are going to demand 1,000. Right? So they are going to continue increasing that amount. It doesn't make sense. So that is not a strategy. It's a tactic. So let's focus on strategies that will make sure that in the long term, South Africa can actually get itself out of this economic rut and we can be, and, or when we can be on a sustainable path of economic uh, trajectory and, and, and economic prosperity. Mm. Thank you so much for making time for us, uh, giving us some expectations as business leadership South Africa. I also will have an opportunity to speak to Kosatu's president, Zingis Walosi, so we can hear uh, what the expectations from Labour are. I'll, I'll bring that conversation to you a little later 